You're listening to the EU China podcast powered by the EU China Hub, straight from Brussels, a show on which we interview important actors in the EU China relations and cover the top EU China news. Our mission is to help you to get a more nuanced picture of what is going on in the EU China relations. My name is Greg Stetz and I'm happy to have you with us. If you like our show, don't forget to subscribe and to tell your friends about us. Let's get started. Hi, here comes the EU China news brief for February 21st, 2020. In today's news, we cover EU and US diverge on China at Munich Security Conference, coronavirus, supply chains, and summits. EU's digital package in China context. Vatican in talks with China. China's diplomatic spats in northern and central eastern Europe. Alstom preparing a merger to rival Chinese train giants. Enjoy! EU and US diverge on China at Munich Security Conference. The annual Munich Security Conference, by some called a Davos for International Security, took place between 14th and 16th of February in Munich, Germany. The key concept discussed was Westlessness, so a sense of division in the West, coupled by angst over China's growing position. American representatives involving Defense Secretary Mark Esper, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and Speaker of the House of Representatives Nancy Pelosi, came to Munich with a united bipartisan message from the US. China is a threat to the West, and Europe is mistaken not to use a with us or against us lens. Europeans see it differently. Although both sides of the Atlantic agree on the need to respond to China or to push back on some of its activities, the EU defines its competition with China in a less confrontational way than the US. A potential for transatlantic China policy is significantly undermined by a trust deficit between China and the US. The EU is not pleased that the US withdrew from the Paris Climate Agreement, Iran nuclear deal, and last October from Syria without prior notification to its allies. The UK case also suggests that the US has been bluffing on limiting intelligence cooperation with countries using Huawei. One European diplomat was quoted by the foreign policy saying, quote, We've learned that you can't believe everything or possibly anything they say. End of quote. President Trump's remarks that the EU is a worse economic partner for the US than China and the ongoing trade tensions over European aircraft imports don't help either. Ian Bremer, founder of the Eurasia Group, stated, quote, I have never been to one of these conferences in which Europe and the US had been so divided over an issue of national security. End of quote. At the same time, Chinese media framed this division as a result of American unilateralism coming against multilateralism and urged Europe to cooperate with China in developing countries. One thing remains certain. The EU still has to actively decide and define how it wants to play the increasingly complex relationship it has with the US and China. The answer to that question has to be clear and united. Coronavirus, supply chains and summits. 
On February 13th, EU health ministers held a special coronavirus meeting in Brussels, assuring that the European bloc's medical facilities are ready for a potential outbreak of the coronavirus and that availability of drugs at this stage should not be affected. However, a certain degree of anxiety over potential impact of the coronavirus on European pharma industry remains. Europe is the world's leader in drugs manufacturing, but many of the raw ingredients are imported from China. This could particularly hit a number of generic medications, cheaper versions of drugs no longer protected by patents. A prolonged disruption of supply chains remains a possibility, also beyond pharma industry. In the words of President of the European Union Chamber of Commerce in China, Jörg Wutke, the coronavirus made many businesses realize that they need to diversify their supply chains into other countries. In his own words, quote, you must have a good eye on diversity. And the China story, the only story, possibly is over, end of quote. The production in China is currently resuming, but the process differs between different provinces and counties. According to Xinhua, also China-Europe freight train restored regular operations on 17th of February. Interestingly, the coronavirus was named as, quote, the key downside risk, end of quote, in the European Commission's winter 2020 economic forecast. Quote, the fact that the duration and severity of the outbreak are unknown at this stage generates uncertainty over the near-term economic prospects in China and abroad. This uncertainty comes with broad-based global ramifications for manufacturing with its cross-border supply chains. But it also has implications for services, including transport and tourism, both in and out of China. End of quote. The exact impact remains unknown. As for political impact, China has officially postponed the two sessions, big annual parliamentary gathering, which was set to happen in Beijing early March. At the same time, conflicting messages are being raised by the European and Chinese side about the plans for EU-China summit. We got to know that China is attempting to keep the initial date in place, but on February 20th, Commissioner Hogan suggested that the summit is likely to be delayed. This also does not bode well for completing the bilateral investment treaty by the Leipzig summit. EU's digital package in China context On February 20th, the European Commission released the long-anticipated digital package, which consists of three documents. White paper on artificial intelligence, outline for single European market for data, and a five-year policy roadmap entitled Shaping Europe's Digital Future. This package will help to set standards for the European way in digital development. But as pointed out by Guntram Wolf, the director of Brussels-based economic think tank Bruegel, Shaping the global AI and data usage rules will not be enough for the EU to compete globally on digital development, as Europe, quote, may be the world's AI referee, but referees don't win, end of quote. The US and China continue to dominate the innovation scene, as about 45% of AI-related patents are filled by the former and around 40% by the latter of the two players. Part of the problem is insufficient funding. According to Digital Europe, a tech lobby, about 10% of the EU's budget should be devoted to tech development. 
but the current proposal of the Commission sets the number at 3%. So the funding issue is likely to continue to be a challenge for the EU's fragmented innovation scene. From the perspective of Chinese digital companies, the EU's vision of digital solutions that put people first will make operating on the European market more challenging, similarly like the adjustment to GDPR has. And it is good to keep in mind that Margaret Vestager, the EU's Commission's Executive Vice President on Digital Policy and the EU's leading voice on digital development, also personally has some views on China's approach to technology. Recently, she referred to this in the context of EU shaping its rules, by stating, quote, I find it truly, really scary what I saw in Hong Kong, end of quote, referring to usage of technology in anti-Beijing protests. Vatican in talks with China On the sidelines of the Munich Security Conference, Archbishop Paul Gallagher met with his counterpart, Minister Wang Yi, to discuss, quote, renewal or formalization, end of quote, of the 2018 Vatican-Beijing deal. The deal set to expire in August has allowed Vatican to appoint bishops pre-approved by the government of the People's Republic of China. The details of the meeting remain unknown, but the two sides are to continue dialogue. The 2018 deal, the text of which has never been made public, helped to bridge the divide between the official Catholic Church in China, which is run by state-appointed clergy, and the underground church loyal to the Pope. But the deal has also been a subject of heavy criticism by some, including former Hong Kong Cardinal Joseph Zun, who point out Chinese government's oppressive action towards Catholics in China. It is important to point out here that the Vatican remains the only sovereign European country that recognizes Taipei over Beijing. China's diplomatic spat in Northern and Central and Eastern Europe Over the last few months, China has found itself in new political spats with European countries, primarily in Northern and Central and Eastern Europe. For example, it was recently uncovered that on January 10th, Chinese embassy in Prague sent a strong-worded letter including commercial threats to Czech's president's office. With this letter, Chinese authorities sought to prevent an official visit of the Czech Speaker of the Senate, Jaroslav Kubera, to Taiwan. In the letter, the Chinese embassy suggested that carmaker Škoda, home credit group, and musical instrument maker Petrov Pianos would all be targeted if Mr. Kubera makes his trip. Before the trip took place, Mr. Kubera passed away unexpectedly on January 20th. On 12th of February, the Estonian Foreign Intelligence Service released an annual report International Security and Estonia 2020. Aside from extensively describing threats related to Russia's activity, the report also named China as one of potential security concerns. In the report, the intelligence service pointed at multiple issues going beyond the frequently raised technological questions related to, for example, Huawei. The authors pointed at alleged market distortions created by China's state capitalism, extensive usage of special services, and also China's rhetoric of shared destiny. This led to Chinese embassy in Estonia describing this part of the report as, quote, characterized by ignorance, prejudice, as well as the Cold War mindset, end of quote. 
On 19th of February, Swedish region of Dalarna, along with three counties, served its political and cultural cooperation with Chinese counties and regions. This is a result of the political spat that erupted over Chinese embassies' harsh remarks following Swedish Organization for Writers and Poets' decision to award Tucholsky Award to the Swedish writer and a critic of China's government, Mr. Gui Minhai. Other diplomatic incidents took place in Denmark and Lithuania. It is important to notice here that most of those cases are related to Central and Eastern European countries, members of the 17 plus 1 framework, which is infamous in Brussels. This questions the assumptions about the influence that China has in the region. Overall, this intensification of diplomatic roles does not bode well for 2020 as China's Europe year. Alstom, preparing a merger to rival Chinese train giants. Alstom, a French train maker, announced on 17th of February that it signed a major acquisition agreement with Canadian company Bombardier, acquiring Bombardier's rail business. If not opposed by competition authorities, this about 6 billion euros agreement would make Alstom capable of rivaling Chinese giant China Railway Rolling Stock Corporation. And that's it for this week. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the EU China podcast. If you want to know more or to get in touch with us, visit our website, which is euchinahubwrittenjointly.com. And if you find this show insightful, be sure to leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It will help others to get to know about us. See you next time.